Welcome back to the 76 Capital Sports Leadership Show. My name is Wayne Kimmel, Managing Partner of 76 Capital, the sports tech venture capital company. And on this show, I get the opportunity to interview top sports entrepreneurs, athletes, and executives who are shaping and many times changing the overall sports business industry. Today, my guest is Mark Neifeld, the president, CEO, and commissioner of the Sport Fishing Championship. I'm really excited to talk to Mark about all things fishing, all things sports fishing championship, learning about how he runs that business, all the amazing events that they have over going on over the years. And it's just going to be an exciting conversation. So, Mark, welcome to our 76 Capital Sports Leadership Show. Thank you so much. Really excited to be here. Really excited to share our story at Sport Fishing Championship and, uh, who, you know, with great partners like 76 Capital and, you know, such a great, great show. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Well, Mark, we're super excited to be working with you uh, on our 76 Capital Sports Advisory side of our of our business, and just super, um, um, you know, impressed with all the things that you've done um, at Sports Fisting Championships. So maybe you know, to to all of our viewers and listeners, just give a little background on 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 the on the business and, and on, on everything that's happening over there. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, you know, I always enjoy you know sharing our story with. Uh, with listeners and, and audiences all over. Um, so SFC was founded uh, really coming out of 2020. Um, and in early 2021, uh, was really just kind of basically asking the question, um, you know, why does a recreational sport like golf have the PGA Tour uh, when more Americans fish than play golf and tennis combined? Uh, yet fishing, particularly saltwater fishing, didn't have a sports media property um, anywhere really near the, the caliber of... Uh, you know, the, the premier sports media leagues and properties out there. And so um, after a you know, short period of time in 2021 of doing discovery on the industry and uh, really kind of validating some you know, business theories and hypothesis, um, decided to launch it in 2021. And here we are in November of 2023. We're preparing to head into our third season um, and really just kind of continuing to ride meteoric growth, um, you know, not just as a, as a league, but also a leader for the category. Well, sports fishing, fishing championship as a league. I mean, you're saying it, you've had three years now, right? And in in the industry, and um, you know why? You know, you, you mentioned sort of there's so many people that fish, and why not have a championship? But what was sort of the thing that kind of said like, like why? What made you want to go and 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 start this? I mean, honestly. You know, in 2021, when I was um, when I was looking at the opportunity and doing discovery on fishing, um, I had heard 10 times in about 50 days. This is something that should have been done 10 years ago. Um, and uh, just feeling like, you know, right person, right place, right idea, right time. Um, in early 2021, we were on the front end of a tech shift that was about to occur that was going to um, allow a league. Um, now it's our league, the opportunity to broadcast the sport live um, from the middle of the ocean. Um, and so, you know, really just kind of seeing all those variables and, and you know, really owning the know-how to be able to do it, um, which is, that's really why I, you know, made the leap to start the league. Um, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, a lot of things have to fall into place. Um, you know, that first year, uh, 2021, um, I, I spent about 10 months working on the project um, on my own. I, I, I took the media rights model and deployed it on fishing and began the process of rolling up um, had criteria for the tournaments that would 
end up, you know, becoming and joining our circuit. But, um, you know, it takes a lot of people to believe in the vision, especially early on. Um, you know, you have to understand, you know, the pitch in 2021 was, hey, my name is Mark Neifeld. I live in Dallas, Texas. Um, I've never worked in fishing and I'm here to launch the largest saltwater fishing uh, league in the world. Um, you know, so you can imagine there's there were quite a few skeptics, um, but enough people believed in the vision. Enough people said yes. And quite honestly, the people that said no, you know, we're coming back today and we're working with them today, you know, on, on, a, you know, on SFC or different projects. So uh, it just it really does take a lot of people. And again, I kind of just fast forward. It's been you know, it's been almost three years now um, and we've already completed uh, two years on CBS Sports Network, total of 45 two hour broadcasts. Um, and uh, we're just really kind of gearing up and ramping up for a, a really big 2024, um, our third season. So talk about, you know, the the season and, and what, it, what it entails. I mean, because it's you mentioned events, um, you know, what's the what's the schedule typically look like? Yeah. So for the SFC Billfish Championship. Um, that goes up the third week of April, um, and then we run uh, consecutive Thursday, Friday, Saturday weeks, uh, weeks of broadcast, um, pretty much all the way through Labor Day. Um, next year, the plan is to run 15 out of 18 uh, weeks. Uh, we like to take the week of July 4th off. Uh, we are in a lot of coastal you know, summer towns, and so July 4th is typically pretty challenging for us, given um, you know, the, uh, the hotel occupancy. Um, and so um, we're 15 of 18 weeks next year. Um, our tournaments are all over North America. Um, we're in all five Gulf quartering states, Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, and West Florida. Um, in our Atlantic division, uh, we are in um, East Florida. Uh, we'll announce a Bahamas event this year. And we go all the way up to uh, Maryland, New York, Rhode Island, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, we're in strategic Caribbean markets in uh, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and working on um, finalizing a Caribbean circuit that'll um, expand into the Lesser Antilles. Um, so, you know, our season, it goes up the third week of April. Um, we have two, we currently have two divisions running concurrently. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I still think golf is the best, you know, apples to apples comparison as a league, um, not just because of, you know, who the demographic is, um, but also, you know, our, many of our tournaments are club tournaments. If you can think of, you know, country club tournaments, putting on old historic golf tournaments. Um, a lot of these saltwater fishing tournaments are produced by some of the most, you know, the oldest uh, fishing clubs in the country. Um, and so, you know, we really try to, you know, bring in the best clubs, the best tournaments and create a schedule that um, essentially, you know, runs Thursday, Friday, Saturday um, throughout the late spring and uh, the entirety of the summer. So who are the competitors? How, how does that work? How do you, how do you get, get to be able to, to compete in the uh, sport fishing championships? Well, that's, you know, again, kind of going back to leveraging existing equity in these tournaments. You know, we didn't, we didn't launch the SFC and roll out 10 new tournaments. Um, we have tremendous tournament partners that operate the tournaments with us. Um, and uh, so the competitors, you know, if you go to the Mobile Big Game Fish, Fish Clubs, Gulf Coast Masters, that tournament's been around since 1966. And so you have people that have, you know, historically fished the tournament. It is an open format, so anybody can come and register. Um, but, you know, they'll they'll fish tournaments in the Northern Gulf, like the Louisiana Gulf Coast Billfish Classic or the Mississippi Gulf Coast Billfish Classic. Mississippi's been around um, quarter century. It's um, historically the highest uh, price payout in the Gulf of Mexico. 
Emerald Coast tournament has been around again, about a quarter century. Um, but then you go all the way down to South Padre Island and TIFF, the Texas International Fishing Tournament, 83 years old. Um, you know, last year um, we, uh, we attended the 83rd TIFF. That's where we do our golf division championship. Um, there was one attendee that had fished all 83 tournaments and we had one, uh, one person there that was 13 months old that uh, was attending their second. Um, so a lot of history. Um, these circuits existed prior to SFC. Um, they weren't organized underneath a, a league umbrella. Um, there was no national or large regional you know, uh, category rights, if you will, and television broadcast rights. Some of that was limited due to the, uh, the technology uh, just didn't exist to be able to, uh, to broadcast the tournaments. But um, from what I just described, you know, I just kind of talked about the Gulf of Mexico and answer your question, you know, who, who's competing in these tournaments? Well, you know, you've got, you've got pro semi-pro teams that are fishing these, these circuits and it's a pretty significant investment um, in order to fish, you know, all five of the SFC's uh, Gulf division tournaments, which will, you know, theoretically would give you the best chance to, uh, to win. Um, but these are teams that, you know, on the top end, uh, they have multi-million dollar um, tournament budgets, full-time captain, full-time mates and anglers. Um, some of them are already, you know, kind of leveraging media in order to increase their brands. Um, we certainly help them with that through um, SFCAA, which is our Anglers Association. Um, and then all the way down to, you know, mom and pop, uh, you know, people that, you know, want to go out. And um, somebody once said to me, you know, it's kind of like Iron Man where you can compete next to the pros um, or the New York city marathon, right. You know um, you're going to compete, you're going to have fun. You're going to drink the Michelob ultra at the finish line, but you're probably not going to win. Um, and so that's, that's pretty much what you see, you know, across the board on our tours that um, the, the people that have the best teams, the best technology are the ones that are going to be, you know, typically finishing in the top 10 of our leaderboards um, weekly. Yeah, Mark, I mean, you've mentioned this a couple of times and, I, and I'd have to I'd love to learn more. I mean, you talked about the technology and how the technology enables you to be able to have the tour, have the the opportunity to be able to broadcast the tour, because this isn't something right where from the shore you can actually the cameras from the shore aren't the ones that are going to really help uh, see anything that's going on. So how does this all how does this all work? Yeah. So, um, you know, our 2022 season was, uh, was shot, you know, primarily on SIM cards that were retrieved from the middle of the ocean and brought back to shore. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, I did an interview last week with the sports business journal and was recounting that. And I was at the media innovators conference a couple of weeks ago as well. And I tell people, you know, our technology in 2022 was, um, a Glade trash bag that we would tape a SIM card to the inside of it. Uh, crack a glow stick and throw it into the glade trash bag and then fill it with air and tighten the knot and throw it into the water, mark it with GPS. And we had a, a chase boat. Sometimes these chase boats, the, the boats that are off fishing and competing, they could be 60 miles apart. So they're picking up these, uh, they're picking up these camera cards, um, you know, making six, eight hour runs, uh, just scooping up cards and then driving back to the closest port so we can upload them uh, for a show the next morning. Um, and I always laugh too, because we didn't figure out the glow stick part until about halfway through the year. Um, <laughs> cause we're really innovators. Um, but, uh, but like we knew, you know, uh, we had a good feeling that the, the Leo project, uh, low earth orbiting satellite project was going to give us the connectivity that we needed 
um, in order to be able to have the dedicated megabytes per second upload from the middle of the ocean and took the risk on that and it paid off. Um, and now, you know, in 2023, we spent, um, you know, most of the year, because we had 88 hours of uh, live tournament broadcast last year. Um, we spent a lot of last year really trying to perfect a broadcast and tell the story of last year, a portfolio tournaments at 550 years of operating experience. Um, so, you know, really try to get the broadcast right. There is no playbook. Nobody sits you down and says, hey, this is how you broadcast live offshore fishing from, you know, from, you know, 12 featured teams in a field that has anywhere between 60 and 400 boats. So, um, you know, we really kind of layered in the live part this year. What's exciting is what's coming next year and over future years. Now that we know how to do that and our shows are really great or they're entertaining, whether you like fishing or, or you don't participate in the sport, um, our, our, now we can layer in sports gaming and biometrics and just really anything, um, you know, that, that we feel like we want to innovate and create and, and layer in through the use of the new technology. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what, you know, you know, just the way that you're able to capture this and, you know, so what, what's the experience for someone that wants to come, let's you said that you're going to have an event in the Bahamas or you're in, Ocean City, Maryland, or Cape May, New Jersey, or so we're down, you know, you said it's in sort of in the, you know, in, in, in and around Texas, Louisiana, right? I mean, like you want to come to this, like what, what's, what's it like? Well, you know, the great thing about like SFC and our tournaments is that they all have their own character. Um, and so, you know, what we try to do is, you know, not try to bring in anything new. We, we really try to um, amplify the character that exists with the, the existing tournaments. Um, it's very much like the PGA Tour or NASCAR. You know, Talladega is very different from the Brickyard. Um, you know, the Byron Nelson here in Dallas is very different from the Colonial um, or the Charles Schwab Challenge uh, to show some love to our sponsors out there. Um, but, um, you know, that, that's what, you know, going in and fishing in Louisiana uh, when the boats are leaving out of Grand Isle and, uh, and Venice um, you know, you really, you want to celebrate that Bayou culture, right? You're down there, you're in the Bayou um, it's very different than uh, July in Martha's Vineyard. Um, and so, you know, we really try to take the character of the, the tournaments and, um, you know, and, and celebrate that through our broadcasts and through our events and uh, the experiential and hospitality, uh, fan festivals, all those things. Uh, we really try to build them authentically to complement the, the, the tournament that already existed. And some, some tournaments have much more infrastructure than others. Um, some are at big casinos, some are at big beachside resorts. You mentioned the Bahamas, um, you know, that tournament takes place on a secluded island that is 48 or 58 miles from anything else. Um, so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to love about that. That creates its own challenges as well. But um, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's the great part about, you know, a, a tour that spans North America is that you've got so many really unique um, opportunities to, uh, you know, to produce these tournaments and give them their own, their own life and their own character. Well, Mark, I mean, you, you talked about kind of your idea to, to go out and, and start the sport fishing championship. Um, you know, you've obviously, you're not doing this yourself. Um, what has it been like building a team around your, your idea, your plan, um, and how and how things evolved over the over the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, 
obviously couldn't do it without the team that we have and um, people that really believe in the vision. Um, we're a startup, you know, at the end of the day, it's great to see, you know, SFC and, and all these amazing publications um, at the end of the day, you know, the day to day is we're a startup, we're grinding. Um, and we've got a group of people that are just like relentlessly committed to the mission. Um, and so, you know, couldn't do it without the team at SFC. We call ourselves the C unit. Um, so couldn't do it without the C unit. Um, but, you know, again, you, you look at the breadth of what we do every year and you get to time, you get to periods of time like this and like, you know, around Thanksgiving, around the holidays. And, uh, we haven't been on the road in a couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, and then you go into the season mode and you are in Louisiana. And then the next week you're in St. Augustine. And then the next week you're in Mobile and the next week you're in Dominican Republic. And, uh, and that goes, and it doesn't stop. You know, we, we get into market on Tuesday. Um, we begin, you know, our TV production Tuesday, Wednesday, live Thursday, Friday, Saturday, pack up, leave Sunday. We're in the next market. Um, it's some, some, sometimes we get to go home. Sometimes people don't. Um, but, uh, you know, we've got just an incredible group of, uh, you know, TV production folks um, and, uh, and tournament directors. Our, our model is, you know, we work with the local organizing committees, uh, tournament operators, clubs, um, all of them are, are unique to their own market. But um, we really work um, and try to leverage local resources as best that we can, um, because it is just, it is a pretty significant, you know, grind to be able to go um, and, and do what we do. But that's just the great thing. You know, we've got so many great people that contribute and um, whether it's a private tournament or a, a, you know, club tournament that's been around either way, we've just got a lot of people that are, you know, willing to roll up their sleeves and, um, and, you know, work with SFC because they believe in what we're building. So have you, um, you know, you've had you've done a lot in the in the sports industry prior to starting this. Maybe share some of the things that you've done that may have really have helped you get to where you are today with with Sport Fishing Championship. Yeah, um, so I, I was primarily on the team and venue side. Um, worked for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you know, I moved out here um, after four year um, stint in Atlanta. Um, to work for the Dallas Cowboys, was a vice president with the Texas Rangers, um, turned full-time entrepreneur in 2018. And um, there's just a lot of, you know, basically being a young guy in the industry and being a sponge and, and having, you know, really great mentors. Um, I've, I've worked for some tremendous organizations uh, that had really great leadership and, you know, people like uh, the Jones family, you know, really, getting in and learning from like just such an entrepreneurial family and, and Jerry, you know, the pinnacle of sports entrepreneurialism. Um, and the whole and Jones family what is not just you, Jerry. What, what did you do with the Cowboys? Yeah, I was, uh, um, I was event manager. Um, I was the event manager uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and we produced um, all of the ticketed um, events for AT&T Stadium. Um, I was recruited out here to work on the inaugural, inaugural college football playoff national championship game. Um, so I came out here in 2014 um, and served as the uh, event manager for the competition venue and chair of operations for the SEOC, which was North Texas's local organizing committee for the inaugural CFP. Um, and in, in Atlanta, I had the same exact role, um, competition venue, um, Georgia Dome event manager and chair of operations for Atlanta's local organizing committee for the uh, 75th anniversary of the NCAA Final Four. 
in 2013. Um, that was about a 19 month project that started uh, for me in um, in 2011. So I had kind of built I kind of built a niche as working on big events, you know, AT&T Stadium, 50th Academy Country Music Awards, and uh, you know, worked on the you know the bid work for the NFL draft that came to North Texas and. Um, I did five years uh, with the college football playoff on committees and five years uh, with the NCAA, various roles um, as a project manager and also on committees. Um, and so just kind of had always been around major championship events. Um, and so the intersection, you know, occurred when in 2020 when our industry shut down um, and, you know, everybody was kind of, you know, shuttered up. Um, I basically began, began combing sports entertainment to look and see, you know, if there was a, a championship caliber opportunity, like the one that presented itself in, in saltwater fishing. And so my background is exactly what led me, you know, to where I am, you know, today and having great mentors uh, along the way, just again, you know, had the know-how to be able to do it. Yeah. that That's amazing. I mean, and you know, wh where did you grow up? Well, yeah, there's, there's another piece of the puzzle. So I grew up in Sarasota, Florida. Um, so Inshore saltwater fishing is in my DNA. Um, I kind of knew where to look. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up, uh, you know, Sarasota, Florida. And I'd tell you probably three or four days a week, even while I was in high school, was out on the boat. Um, so my attendance wasn't <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly par. Um, but uh, but yeah, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida. I, I, I love being on the boat. I own, I own another company, a recreational boat company uh, down in Sarasota, Florida. So um, just love being on the water and passionate about it. Caught my first blue marlin in 2018 in uh, Cabo San Lucas. Um, and so, yeah, you take where you grow up and you take your work experience and they, you know, somehow blend together. And, um, yeah, that's kind of the definition of, of how, you know, who I am and how I got here today. Well, it's amazing if you could have your profession and your passion be the one and the same. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I just tell people all the time, you know, the, the early days of SFC, I was just absolutely perplexed that this didn't exist. Um, and so um, being able to be the person to come in and build it, um, it's just been, a, you know, a dream come true. It's been, been so fortunate to be able to do it. So what do you say to people when they, you know, want to learn about, you know, the professional sport, you know, fishing championship and they get a little seasick getting on boats? You know, how do you, how do they, how do you deal with those people? Well... You know, since this is a confidential environment, I'll tell you, I get seasick as well. Um, so the fish commish gets seasick. Um, I, I wish I could give you some, you know, proprietary mix of Bodine and Dramamine that would help you out. Um, I haven't found it yet. But um, no, you know, I, I, I tell people, it's like, I don't get seasick in shore fishing. You know, even if you go a mile or two out, I'm fine. You go 60, I'm, I'm not going out to those oil rigs, you know, 200 miles out. Um but no, you know, if you want to learn more, our content is fabulous. I mean, um, just absolutely incredible. And the, and the good thing about, you know, saltwater bill fishing is that it's great on long form. Our two hour shows are incredible. It's great on short form on social media. Um, it's great on short form, no audio. Really, you know, people, people are mesmerized by, you know, these, you know, 800 pound blue marlin that are jumping out of the water and, you know, they call it greyhounding and, you know, we bring people, we put them on the back of a $5 million sport fishing boat fishing off the coast of Nantucket in July. Um, and just kind of the aspirational nature of, uh, of the sport, um, the, the content is, is, uh, is really incredible. And then to learn more, I mean, I just say, watch our shows. We've got docu-series in the works. We've got other 
projects in the works that um, that we're working on. And that's that's really you know the opportunity for us is when people find out, um, you know, for instance, Justin Drummond, Captain Justin Drummond, um, Team Quantified, they've won our league back to back years, um, and coming into like before I was really involved in the sport, I, I, you know, how does, how does a team beat out 1400 competitors back to back two years in a row? How do you, how does a team, you know, five out of six tournaments, I believe they, they were in last year, they won five of six tournaments in fields of 40 to a hundred, you know, they're always on top. How does that happen? You know, and I think when you learn about the sport and, uh, you know, the decisions that the captains need to make and uh, the, the water, you know, the, the warm water meeting cold water, blue water meeting green water, the, you know, telemetry, the ocean, the water chemistry, lunar patterns, you know, you know trying to predict the behavior of these highly migratory, you know, pelagic fish. Um, that's how they do it. And it's incredible. And I, you know, I can't wait to be able to have kind of like that next step for us is probably is like I said, in the docuseries space, because once people learn about that, I mean, it's the best water cooler talk, you know, that you can have as a sports fan. So, so what's been your proudest moment to date? Boy, um, I'll tell you the first tournament we did with SFC um, will always have a special place in my heart because we, um, we did it in Grand Isle, Louisiana, and it was the first event that brought a fishing community back together um, after Category 4, Hurricane Ida made landfall um, in October of 2021. And the tournament was in April of 2022. And um, just a very emotional, you know, day for everybody. Of course, we're, la- you know, we're launching SFC. And uh, and uh, just to, to see a fishing community get brought back together um, during a period of time where they were rebuilding, um, it's just a very, very special moment for me. Um, and, uh, and it really was just like the right place to kick off SFC. And you can see, you know, how much fishing means to these communities, you know? Um, so that, that would be number one for sure. Well, you mentioned earlier, you know, the involvement of our 76 capital sports advisory business with you and, um, the fact that you're, you're starting to think about how potentially wagering could be part of the, the overall or, regulated, um, legalized yeah. or, you know, uh, wagering could be part of the whole, uh, program at, at, with, with sport fishing championship. What are some of your thoughts around what that could look like? Well, um, I was told during the roll up here in 2021 that, uh, anglers like to do two things, fish and gamble. Um, <laughs> so you see it at our tournaments, um, in the top 15 bill fishing tournaments in the country, I believe 45 million, um, is wagered, um, locally at those events. Um, now that we have connectivity, uh, it's really opening the door for sports wagering, uh, to come in and be, you know, for SFC and offshore fishing to be a, a regulated sport. Um, that's a responsibility we take very seriously. Um, in fact, that, you know, I, I hear it from people all the time that there was a, there was a, you know, very highly public, you know, incident, um, in the freshwater fishing community that, um, has probably has left a pretty good stain on, on fishing as far as a gambling, um, product, but, you know, the good thing for SFC is we are, excuse me, we are catch and release. Um, so, you know, all, all the team needs to do is identify the species and the mate needs to touch the leader. Um, then it scores as a, uh, as a, as a qualified release. Um, so we don't really run into the same challenges, I guess, as the, you know, as that incident on the freshwater side. Um, 
and look, you know, our, our tournaments are continuous for 72 hours. There's so many unbelievable bets, you know, micro betting and real time betting that, you know, we can layer in, um, you know, given, given teams and their position and their skill set, you know, is quantified going to catch a blue Marlin in the next hour, you know, and, and can you make a bet for that? Um, a lot of, a lot of fun things. So, um, you know, it's kind of, I would say this step number one, create the league. Step number two, put the technology in place. And now step number three is, uh, is working to get the, uh, the gaming component added to the league. Well, Mark, it's been amazing having you on our 76 Capital Sports Leadership Show. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for, for next season, uh, hopefully get an opportunity to come out and go to a couple different different uh, tournaments. I mean, it, it just sounds like it's it's an amazingly fun time, um, even just to be to be on shore. I, 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 my la- I do have one last question. Is, yeah. Do you ever take people out, you know, or do people oh, ever yeah. get to go out how, and, and, and watch from how does that work? Yeah, no, there's nothing like there's nothing like being in a uh, in a sport fishing boat, you know, at, at the shotgun start of any of our summer tournaments. Um, you're out there and you look to your right and you look to your left. And as far as the eye can see, there are sport fishing boats just waiting in the water. Um, and then they shoot that flare up and literally, you know, two billion dollars worth of boats takes off. Um, and it goes from being very calm to 14 foot up and down. But it's just such an incredible experience because there's all the boats are blasting their music. Uh, you know, we even we even put people in the helicopter above, and they're just you know flying low over over the boats, and it's just a ton of fun. And you know, I think that that's really just the recipe for SFC is really you know introducing people, giving them access to the sport. Um, the sport's been around a long time, um, and, and it is enjoyed by so many. And being able to create a media product around it an experiential product around it. Um, yeah. You know, any way we can provide access and give them access to the sport, we want to do it. So you'll have to get out there on a boat with me, you know, we'll pick a tournament uh, this year and we'll go hang out at a shotgun start and you'll feel it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, again, thanks, Mark, Mark Nyfeld, president, CEO and commissioner of the sport fishing championship. Thank you so much for joining us on our 76 capital sports leadership show. Thank you so much.